from the epistle of St. Paul to the Hebrews. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy place, taking not the blood of goats and calves, but his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For the sprinkling of defiled persons with the blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a heifer sanctifies for the purification of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Therefore he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has occurred which redeems them from the transgressions under the first covenant. From the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 8. At that time Jesus said to the multitudes of the Jews, Which of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I have not a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he will be the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? And the prophets who died? Who do you claim to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say that he is your God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I said I do not know him, I should be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he was to see my day. He saw it and was glad. The Jews then said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. <coughs> the sanctuary lamp burns today in loving memory of Paula Robin. The second collection is for Catholic Relief Services. The St. Agnes Reflection Series continues this Wednesday um, at 6.30 will be the talk with the next presentation by Father Michael Russo, a priest of the Diocese of Lafayette. He will be reflecting on St. Joseph and his virtues. The Knights of Columbus will be selling Easter lilies after all the Masses this weekend. The flowers are $8 and will be used for the decoration of the church at Easter. The next healing Mass in honor of St. Charbel is Monday, March 22nd at 5.30 p.m. In the back of the church, uh, next to the, where the KCs are selling the Easter lilies, you will find a table with sign-ups for adoration. Uh, indeed, we are uh, tremendously blessed to have Eucharistic adoration here at St. Agnes uh, from 9 a.m. Uh, Monday through Friday until 3 p.m. 
but we are in need of adorers to fill those hours. Uh, so we have, uh, we have a sign-up sheet in the back of the church in the vestibule. And we'd ask that you would consider signing up for one of those hours. Uh, certainly, we normally would like to have two people per hour. Uh, there are several hours where we have none. And so some of our doors are coming multiple days a week, or they're spending an hour and a half or two hours uh, to be able to fill the spots uh, so as to keep our Adoration Chapel up and running. Uh, and so certainly, I would encourage you, uh, if you're able to, to sign up for an hour, to do so. Uh, if you can't commit to being there every single week, you can uh, put your name on the substitute list. Uh, so that they can call you in time of need, but not necessarily that you would be committed every single week. Uh, Again, this is a tremendous gift for the individual uh, who goes to adoration to be able to spend time with our blessed Lord, but it's also a tremendous gift to the parish and to the community. uh, As adoration, worshiping God is our first and most important task, and being able to do that is certainly a a tremendous uh, spiritual, um, spiritual power at work in our parish for the conversion of our hearts. And this week, we'd like to, uh, to welcome Father Matthew Graham, the pastor of Immaculate Conception in Didham Springs, who has joined us to sit in choir as we celebrate this Passion Sunday. The Holy Mass today is being offered for Patrick Marchand. Throughout the Lenten season, we've heard a continuing increase in the hearts of the Jewish people hardening towards Christ. Miracles that are worked on Sundays that normally would bring marvels and celebration, as it did indeed in many hearts, also to other hearts, hardened them, and they began to look for a way to kill him. His marvels bring hatred. His parables, in more, more, and more, hardness of heart and hatred of heart. His prophecies become fulfilled by the very ones who seek to persecute him because they think he is a liar. And it comes to a head today. They come again once to our Lord, seeking to kill him, seeking to condemn, always thirsting for the blood of Christ, not in a holy sense as we would, but in an unholy sense, seeking that his blood would be poured out and stepped upon, a final mockery of the man who had so frequently mocked them by his words. It's not enough for him to have seemingly made a mockery of the law, to mock the traditions of the people, and to do so many other things that are of such great offense. Today this man claims Abraham looked forward to seeing him. You are not yet 50 years old, and yet you have seen Abraham? Foolishness. We know you have a demon now. We thought it before, but now we have proof. The man is clearly crazy. There is something entirely wrong with him. There is something wrong with the man at the heart of things. To claim that he had seen Father Abraham, absolute madness. But Jesus goes further. Before Abraham was, I am. He invokes the holy name of God, the name which shall not be spoken. It is this that immediately arises on the hearts of the people, a desire to kill him, not later, but right now. They no longer look for another reason. They have the most important one. 
He has made himself God. He has made himself God. And immediately they pick up stones and they seek to kill him. Right there on the spot. But mysteriously, Jesus hides himself and he goes away. He, being the Christ, knows that it is not the time nor is it the place. The Eucharist has not yet been given to the church. The disciples have not yet been entrusted with the priesthood. If he were to die now, indeed it would be a saving washing in our blood. But the church would not be present as she ought to have been. There was more to do. And Christ, knowing these things, hides himself. Not out of fear, not out of self-concern, not of just a, a, a general kind of concern of life. He hides himself for love of us. Because he knows it is not yet time. He must enter into the eternal holy of holies in a different manner. In the manner willed by the Father, the cross. In Holy Mass today, we begin to continue, or we, rather, we continue in the stripping away of things. Today, liturgically, the Utica Medeus, the psalm that is prayed uh, at the prayers of the foot of the altar, was notably skipped. It's a strange thing that the prayers of the altar kind of are abbreviated. This also happens in the celebration of, of funerals. So already Mother Church is anticipating a death. But the Utica Medeus is not entirely lost. Instead of being placed at the, on, the words of the, on the lips of the priest and the altar servers for the preparation before ascending the altar, it is placed upon our lips as a community for the intro it, the entrance of the Mass, that it might be sung. Just as our Lord, in the one place it's recorded in Scripture explicitly that he sung, was when he went out to go die. It was on the night he was betrayed. He went out and he sang. And today, rather than being quietly spoken at the altar, the Eutyche Medeus is sung. Christ, going closer and closer to the altar of the cross, where he would lay down his life for love of us. The words today are also put upon the lips of our blessed Lord, not so much upon ourselves as we might seek normally to, to, to be judged worthy to enter into the Holy of Holies as the priest would ascend the altar. Today it is found on the lips of Christ. Judge me, O God, and distinguish my cause from the nation that is not holy. He knows what he is about. He knows what he is doing. He knows that though people may accuse him of being filled with demons, he knows the truth of things. He knows that it is they who have the hardness of heart. It is they who are clinging to their sins, not himself. And so he cries out to the Father that the Father might recognize this and indeed glorify him to fill him with his grace, the fullness of grace. Our blessed Lord goes. He goes to the cross. 
to be judged, to be judged to be sin on our account. It is easy for us, as we contemplate throughout the Lenten season, the hardness of heart of the Jewish people. Today we can wonder at what hardness of heart that might have actually been there to desire to kill the just one, to kill the Son of God, to kill the Word made flesh, to kill the man who had prophesied and worked marvels and done all kinds of incredible things that people had never seen before, a man who spoke with authority. How was it that they could be so hate-filled so as to desire to kill him? We can easily cast judgment upon them, to condemn them. But as our Lord reminds us, they know not what they do. My dear brothers and sisters, what if we were to place upon our own lips the words that are spoken to us in the intro again today in light of this reality? Judge me, O God. How would we stand? Indeed, they do not know the Son of Glory, but we do. And yet still, so easily our hearts can tend to sin rather than to grace. We can turn to our own selfish desires rather than to seek the will of the Father. At least for those of old, they didn't know who it was that they were crucifying, but we know it well. We claim to love him, and yet so easily our hearts turn away. It's an invitation for us today to turn from our sins, to repent to get to a confession quick, fast, and in a hurry, to receive his grace, to receive his mercy. Because indeed we know not only the one that we have crucified and the reason we have crucified him, but also the fruits of the crucifixion mysteriously is his mercy. The fruits of the passion of Christ is mercy and grace. He invites us to come to confess our sins, to repent of all the things that we have done, whether we have known them fully or not. He invites us to come and to invite and to, to, to place upon our own lips in the confessional the words, judge me, and to know that on the other side of the screen, the priest is there in the person of Christ to judge with mercy. It is better to be judged now with mercy than after our death with justice. It is now for us to seek mercy, to seek the face of Christ, to turn to the one who is indeed the mediator, our great high priest, the one who has entered into the great holy of holies to be able to shed his blood for love of us, for the salvation of our souls. If blood of of goats and bulls and the ashes of heifers are able to cleanse a soul from a little bit of sin, how much more the precious blood of Jesus Christ. It is power. Is confidence. It is our hope. Indeed, we come to our Lord and we prepare ourselves for the passion of Christ. And the best way to prepare is to repent of our sins that began it in the first place. Go to confession. Seek the Lord of mercy. Allow the blood of Christ to pour forth from the hand of the priest upon your soul. 
experience the mercy of Christ, that your heart may be filled with love for him, to seek and to follow after his commandments, even the smallest of ways, for his glory, for the salvation of our souls.